It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to learn some things along the way. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about, and I usually do this every single week. The best way to succeed is to put yourself in a place where the opportunity is most abundant. One of the best examples of this is the Girl Scouts during cookie season. A couple years ago in February, when I went to the grocery store, there they were camped out in front of the store with their boxes on the table, selling them left and right. The year prior to that, they were camped out in front of my bank on Friday afternoon, which is both savage and brilliant because they were guaranteed to speak to people who have money when they came out of the door. That's how you position yourself to be ready and get in front of a captive audience. You fish where the fish are, not where you want them to be. So it's a great strategy. So think about how you could put yourself in the best place to reach your target audience. In fact, a lot of this program today is going to be about just that. And I cannot wait. Think about how you can do that. It'll make a huge difference in your week. If you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please do that. Leave a five-star review. I would be honored if you did that. My very special guest this week is Seth Green. He's been here before, but it's been a while, so I'm honored to have him back. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Seth Green is the founder of one of the fastest growing direct response marketing firms in the country. It's called Market Domination LLC, and he's the author of six best-selling marketing books, including Market Domination for Podcasting. He's the only person in history that Dan Kennedy has nominated for Marker of the Year three years in a row. He's been featured on real media like CBS Money Watch, CBS News, Inc. Magazine, the LA Times, the Boston Globe, the Miami Herald, and the number one radio show in New York City. He has been written about in three best-selling books, the top industry trade journals, and in Dan Kennedy's No BS newsletter. And he's also the author of the ebook, The Cult Report. And we're going to dive into that and so much more today. So here we are with my very, very special guest, Seth Green. Seth, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, it is fantastic to be back. I am super excited and I, I am wonderful. And we got to get you an updated bio because I've now written nine best-selling books. Well, there it is. Thank you. Thank you for that. In fact, as I was reading that, I was wondering if that was still true or not. And I'm thinking, oh, he's probably written more than this by now. But it's been a while since you've been here. And I cannot wait to dive into the cult report a little bit later in the show. But first, let's dive into your background a little bit. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are today? Absolutely not. Um, it's funny. The other day, I was cleaning out some boxes. We About a month or two ago, we had to clean out a big chunk of our basement for an electrician to come in to do some wiring for a pool. And I found the list of careers I made on a post-it note when I was in middle school. And I was a blast to the past. And I realized I had done almost every single one of them except two. Um, I had put down business owner. I had put down marketer. Um, no, at the age of like 13, when I wrote that, I had no idea how far I would take it. That is Absolutely amazing. So tell us a little bit about your path, how you got from there to here. 
Uh, that depends on how long you want that story to be. So I started out as a college financial aid advisor when I was 22 because my dad gave me a hard time every single semester about the cost of my tuition bill at Syracuse University. Yep. And by the time I graduated, I decided I didn't necessarily want to be a starving actor in New York City anymore because that had been my goal and decided that instead I would create a career that didn't exist at the time, which I was going to become a college financial aid negotiator to help families pay less for college. Um, I struggled in that business because my branch manager at the Fortune 500 company I worked for uh, made, make, made me make 300 cold calls a day, every single day, interrupting strangers and getting hung up on before the internet existed. And thankfully I had the good fortune to find legendary marketing guru, Dan Kennedy. I was able to convince my wife by begging her for 30 days in a row to let me borrow more than you know the cost of our house at the time uh, to get to work with Dan. And I did everything Dan told me. And in the first two years, I went from the last place ranked 6,700th ranked financial advisor at a Fortune 500 firm to the top 30 nationwide. And I was competing against guys and women who had been producing business 40 years longer than I had even been alive. So it worked incredibly well. It got me interviewed on every trade journal and in, in ev everything in the industry of financial services. Um, my phone started ringing with advisors who said, how do I do what you did? I faxed Dan and asked him how, what I should do. And he said, start a marketing company and do it for him. Um, we started marketdominationllc.com 16 years ago. And... Um, we've now grown that firm to serve thousands of clients in 63 different industries, literally in every time zone on the planet. And it's been an absolutely incredible roller coaster ride. Wow. So tell us about your first client. Oh, okay. So that's really funny. So uh, the first client wanted was a guru in financial services marketing, and she wanted to launch a membership site. Uh, she didn't know it was called a membership site back then, but she wanted basically a membership site where members paid to be on a monthly subscription at different levels, depending on what they got, and they would get access to her resources. And there were no, there was no Facebook, there's no live then, but they would jump on a live teleseminar mm -hmm. um, and get to talk to her and hear her talk, get get to hear her teach. Um, I made up a price. She said, okay. Um, I didn't know how to build a membership site. I didn't know how to deliver content. I didn't know how to charge anybody. I didn't know how to build a funnel. It wasn't called a funnel back then. I didn't know how to do anything, but I just said, I did not tell her that. I just quoted a price that I thought was high and she said, okay. So then I frantically had to learn, I had to learn WordPress at the time. I had to learn how to do online billing. I had to learn um, how to build a membership site. I had to learn how to deliver content. Um, for different levels and gated communities. I had all, I had to figure all this stuff out and launch a biz, basically build a business for her mm -hmm. um, like in 60 days. Wow. And you know, a lot of people would freeze without knowing how to do any of that first. They stopped themselves from even starting because I don't know how to do this and this and this and this. You just jumped right in and said, I'm gonna figure this out as I go. And you did. Yeah, I, I, I called a good friend of mine um, in another city who had won the um, marketer of the year um, for Infusionsoft, which was at the time of this, um, not that many people knew about it. Mm -hmm. And I said, I need to learn infusion. I need to learn all this other stuff. This is what I need to learn. 
And he said, oh, so you got, you want to learn this like in the next couple of years? I'm like, no, in the next couple of weeks, um, I need to learn how to do all of this right now. And he goes, I, I told him the story and he's like, how much did you charge her? And I told him, he's like, oh my God, that's not enough. Uh, he's like, you're basically learning four or five different software programs and a whole slew of other things in a land speed record. Um, but I wrote him a check to teach me and had a great mentor. And thankfully I had negotiated my deal with her that we would have a revenue share on Mm. the membership site. And it grew beyond both of our wildest dreams. And at the end of that year, when um, she literally wrote me a very, 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 very large commission check, Mm. um, she said, can we get rid of the revenue share for year two? And I'll pay your monthly retainer that I now can afford now that you've built me this business. Wow, that sounds like a great deal. A lot of people when, a lot of people wouldn't take a revenue share deal because they're, maybe they're not believing in their sales skills or their marketing skills. What prompted you to to structure the deal that way? She already had an audience. She was famous Ah. in the financial services industry. She had a large email list. I said, man, even if we got a 10% open rate and a 10% click-through rate and 10% of those people actually bought something and my numbers were way off, but I said, if I can get a couple hundred of your people to pay this monthly fee, I mean, we're going to have a seven figure business in a short a year recurring revenue business in a short period of time. And it turned out to be pretty close to the truth. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. What would you say that your rock bottom or defining moment has been? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, rock bottom. So I fast forward a few years. I had spoken at a local event at that local event. Um, the owner and founder of one of the largest multi-state personal injury law firms in our region happened to be in the audience. We started a conversation. Nine months later, he said, give me a contract on Monday and I'll write you the check. The check was going to be for multiple six figures. We were going to get free office space in his new building. There were seven-figure performance incentives. He was going to become our newest, biggest client. Um, I did not tell my wife that that was happening, but we were looking for a house at the time and I told her what price range she could go shop for a house in. She did not know it was based on that check coming in. So the check, you know, I sent him a contract, didn't hear back, weeks go by, my wife wants to put an offer in on a house, but I don't have the money. So I couldn't get a return email, phone call or anything. I camped out in his office and I told the receptionist, I don't have an appointment, but I can't get a call back. I'm gonna sit here, I I brought a book. I'm sitting here all day until I get five minutes with him. And she comes, she goes in the back, she comes back. She says, he changed his mind. He's not doing it. Oh, please Uh-oh. leave. So I had to go home and tell, I'm like, told my wife, take the kids to your parents, meet me at home. I got to talk to you. I'm like, you can't buy the houses you were looking at. You got to go back to our normal price range. And here's why. Um, at the time, I thought it was the worst thing to ever happen. Um, it turned out to be there was a silver lining and it turned out to be a wonderful thing that it happened. But at the time I could not see that. All I could see was the disappointing my wife and suddenly making a whole lot less money because the money he promised wasn't coming. Oh my gosh, that is, that's awful. So we got about a minute or so to the break. How, what did you end up doing next then? Did you, you found a client to replace them, I presume? Well, I had made the mistake of hiring people in advance that I was going to need to do all that work. So Mm. 
when the work didn't materialize, I had to do every single thing I possibly knew to get more business in the door, to give those people a reason to give so I could afford to pay them. Oh, wow. Because I that didn't is... want to have just hired them, trained them and let them go. No, not at all, because that was out of your pocket. That is an amazing story. I hope that gives hope to people who have gone through something similar. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Seth Green. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about building your own cult. And the word cult is not a negative connotation in this context. We'll talk about why that is when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. According to a recent story by BBC, a person's sleep position can tell a lot about their personality. About 40% of people sleep in the fetal position. Sleeping this way suggests a sensitive person. Those who assume the log position at bedtime lie on their side with their arms down. People who sleep this way tend to be sociable and trusting. The urinal lays on their side with both arms in front of them. These people are careful and take their time to make decisions. Sleeping on your stomach with your head to one side is known as the free fall. People who sleep like this may have difficulty accepting criticism. But whatever your sleep position, the goal is to avoid clinomania. That's the excessive desire to stay in bed in the morning. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Seth Green, and we are talking about marketing and the methodology that he uses is really, really unique and it's mind-blowingly brilliant. And if you have not uh, downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do that. I would be honored if you would leave a review and continue listening every single week. We've been on the air for 11 and a half years, over 500 week-long episodes, and the key is just be consistent and keep going even when you don't feel like it. And I'm sure, Seth, you would agree that that is absolutely true. So let me ask you, uh, Seth, this is a new question that I didn't ask you before, but what is the highest value skill that you think anyone can learn? Wow, that's a highest value skill. That's a great question. There, are, I, I think I would give you different answers at different points in my career. So yeah. I'm gonna give you a couple. I think copywriting is definitely one of the top three, like salesmanship in print. 
Mm -hmm. I, I think lead generation, the ability to get people, which would fall probably under copywriting, interested in what you have to offer. Um, I think I'm going to change. That would be the answer I probably gave you five or 10 years ago. I yeah. think I'm going to add to that and say the most important skill. Um, shoot, I got a couple. I got one, building relationships because mm -hmm. nobody grows a business by themselves. You need other people to help you grow it. Mm -hmm. And I think on top of that, the third one I'll give you is resilience. There is a ton of ups and downs in the world of business and your ability to weather the storms will definitely make an impact and determine whether or not you succeed or failure because, mm -hmm. you know, success may be one day past when you're about to quit. Yeah. And it's interesting, uh, probably three or four years ago, I interviewed Dan Locke on my show and I asked him that question. He said copywriting. Of course he said copywriting that's what it does but uh that was that that's a great answer i love that so let me ask you this what do you think is the most expensive mistake you've ever made it can be financial doesn't have to be it could be something that you hung on to way too long it could have been something that you didn't jump on soon enough but what do you think is the most expensive mistake you have ever made wow i've made a lot um that's probably part of why i'm successful i think yeah um not it not hiring people soon enough Trying to do mm -hmm. it all myself is probably, I don't have a dollar value attached to that. Right. Not building systems to deliver mm. things without me soon enough. Expensive. I mean, we've spent money, invested money in marketing that doesn't work to figure out what would work. I would say if I had to do it over again, I'd meet my wife sooner so I yes. could uh, be married longer. Um, and I would have started my business sooner. Hmm. I love that. That's very, that's great. So let's jump into the meat of what we're going to talk about today. The first thing I want to ask is how do you get impossible to reach people to reach out to you instead? Well, I think that it's all about adding value first. So you and I are both in the same um, boat, so to speak, and that we now have successful podcasts. And I don't know about you, but we get pitched every single day, many times a day of people who want to be on our shows. Yes. So I think the way to do that is build yourself some type of visible media platform that those people would want to participate in. And then it took, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't launch a podcast in day two, people are reaching out to you. We had to get to the point where there was a library of shows and there were reviews and downloads and all kinds of other things of social proof and, and build a reputation so that those impossible decision decision makers, impossible to reach decision makers would reach out to us. But we found the best way to get in the door with someone, bar none, and I'm sure you'll agree to this, is have them be interviewed on your show. Yep. Yep. I have gotten an audience with people that I would, who would not have given me the time of day if I didn't have a radio show, especially if I'm helping them promote their new thing because I'm doing a service to them. Amen. Love that. Yep. So let's talk about your ebook, The Cult Report. It's written around the idea that if you have 50 faithful people promoting you and what you do regularly, you can make an extraordinary living. So tell us a little bit more about this. How do you find your 50 people? So you got to think backwards. I want leverage. I don't want to just go get 50 clients, although you could use this method to do that. And I've done it. I now have learned to think bigger and say, I want 50 points of leverage. I want 50 centers of influence, influ micro influencers, affiliates, JV partners, whatever you want to call them. I want to think, 
who else serves my ideal customer, client, or patient? I want not competition, I want co-opetition. Somebody else who serves my audience, but doesn't do what I do. And then I'm gonna find 50 of those people in this example, and I am going to build relationships with them one week at a time so that every week, 50 weeks in a row, I've got another large big name in whatever industry it is telling their tribe, their email list, their following all about me. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And for as long as you've been doing this, I'm sure you have a lot more than 50 people in your orbit, right? Yes, we've, we've it's funny, there's a very famous uh, blog article that I'm sure a lot of your listeners have read called A Thousand True Fans, where the concept mm -hmm. is all you need is a thousand people who will buy everything that you do. Um, I took that to, I think I've taken that to another level because later this year, our thousandth podcast episode airs and I've taken it to, I don't want just a thousand true fans who will buy what we offer. I want a thousand joint venture partners or cult members who will promote everything we do. Mm, absolutely. And you call this your dream 50 cult team. Is that right? Yes. So I, you know, I got the idea because just like you, you and I, have been around this industry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And many, many years ago, I would get, you know, an email from, I'm, we're all on everybody's list. So you'd get an email from Frank Kern that Jeff Walker is launching a new, you know, product launch formula. And then later that day, you got an email from Mike Same, And then you got an email from Ryan Dice. And then you got an email from Alex Mendozian. And you got an email from a dozen different people all promoting the same thing. Yep. And I, I got this theory that there's a cult. I said, they're all sitting in a room somewhere plotting who's gonna, who are we gonna promote this month and everybody's gonna coordinate and we're all gonna promote and the entire industry is gonna see everybody promoting this product on this day, um, sending out all these emails and we're gonna, you know, this month it's Ryan's month and we're gonna make him a couple million dollars and next month we're mm -hmm. gonna make Frank Kern a couple million dollars. And I said, I wanna be in that room. I yes. want all those people promoting me. Mm -hmm. So I said, how do I create my own cult? I, I went and actually studied religious cults, um, you know, where the cult gets a bad name from. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I said, what forces do they use? What psychological triggers and tricks do they use? I actually went through the indoctrination process at Scientology because they're arguably the largest cult slash religion um, in the world. And I said, how do they get people to do all of these things? And I distilled out what I think is a formula that I have then now, thankfully, we're not asking people to give us their money for nothing. We're not asking them to leave their family and friends behind or drink any poison Kool-Aid, but I've been able to come up with a formula whereby we could take someone who had no knowledge of, let's say me whatsoever, take them through this process and they would be an evangelist for our brand by the time we were done. They would be telling the world, just like that internet marketing cult I thought about, they would be telling the world oh my God, Seth Green's new book is fabulous. You gotta go get it. You gotta go get his course. And I could coordinate a whole bunch of them doing it once and make my own little room, my own cult of all of these people promoting my business all at the same time. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. It, it's brilliant that you decided to study religious cults and learn their methodology. I, that's that's next level thinking right there. I, I love that. So I know it depends on who you're working with and what niche a client is in, but how much money can this process generate for us? I mean, you, you could go six figures, it can be seven figures, it can be more, right? Absolutely, so it has generated um, close to eight figures for us. 
Mm. Um, I've had client, if I add up the total and we stopped tracking, but we shouldn't have, I think since I've created it, the clients we and students we've implemented it for have generated over $151 million. That's amazing. So run us through an example of a client you've done this with. I know there's a five step dream method that you teach. Absolutely. So, um, for example, I'll give you a local business that everybody is familiar with. Take an example of a local retail financial advisor. Like I started yes. out, out to be yep. that person who else serves their clients. That mm. person probably wants referrals or business from let's say accountants, lawyers, um, other professionals who seem the same affluent clients. And if you follow our process that we'll talk about, I think in just a couple minutes, um, you can, we have done this for hundreds of financial advisors. We've done it for information marketers who sell courses. We've done it for e-commerce brands that sell products online. Um, we're doing it right now for a company that was on Shark Tank called Zero Shoes. They sell oh, Steve Session. He's been yes. on my show. I love Steve. He's awesome. Yes, we love Steve too. Steve's been a client here for years and has used our process to recruit affiliates and influencers in the barefoot running, minimalist lifestyle, um, sports, fitness, influencers. People might have millions of Instagram followers or hundreds of thousands of tic on TikTok who are now actively out there promoting zero shoes because we got them, we took them through this process on his behalf. That's absolutely amazing. Steve is one of the most generous people that I, I know because after he was on my show, he said, I want to thank you so much. And this I'm not jonesing for a gift from anybody here, but this person, <laughs> this person, this guy gave me a pair of shoes for free as a thank you for bringing him on my show. And after the show, I said, well, can we go on your, I have no idea because I mean, shopping for shoes online is like a completely foreign idea to me. I said, hop on your site with me and talk me through this because I have questions. And together we figured out which shoes he was going to send me and he did. And they're, they're awesome. I love them. They're great. It's funny. I am wearing them right now. Oh, and, and my zero shoes are sitting right over there next to me. So yeah. They're fantastic. Well, we're gonna we're almost at our break, and there is a five-step process, and we will dive into that deeply when we come back from the break. But I do want to ask you, because you get pitched a lot like I do, and we got about a minute here. How do you know what to say yes or no to? How do you discern that? I think it's a really important skill. The more successful you get, the more opportunities you are going to be blessed with, but the more you're going to need to say no to. So I used to say yes to everybody and try and find a way to make it work. And then I ran out of hours in the day. So I had to figure out, we need some filtering criteria to determine what to say no to, because what you say no to is more important than what you say yes to once you are blessed with an abundance of opportunities. That's brilliant. I, I'm I'm going to write this down. What you say no to is more important than what you say yes to. That is brilliant. So we're going to come right back after the break. And I'm with Seth Green. We're talking about his ebook, The Cult Report. And I'm sure after the break, he'll tell us how we can find that. And we're going to talk about his five-step dream method so that you know how to figure out who you should be targeting and who you should work with. That's a great fit for you. And we're going to do all of that and dive deep and unwrap and unravel all of it. When we come back, this is success profiles radio.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Seth Green, and we're talking about all things marketing. And if you have not subscribe to Ultimate Achievers Magazine. Go ahead and do that at ultimateachieversmagazine.com, and I cannot wait to have you read it. We're working on the August issue as we speak. I hope to be done with that in just a couple of weeks. So, Seth, let's talk about your five steps to the dream method. And before the break, you talked about figuring out not only could you have promote what you're doing, but think also about who else serves their clients so that you could reverse engineer this. It's brilliant. Thank you so much. So the first step in the dream method is the D, which is means define. You got to define three things. We've got to define who is the ideal end user, customer, client, or patient. Then we've got to define who influences them, who is the co-opetition that can help you get to your market. And then we've got to define where they are. I want to know where those micro influencers are because where what I'm going to do to reach out to them is going to differ depending on where they are. For example, um, somebody, you know, in the consumer market, you know, they might be on Facebook, they might be on TikTok, they might be on Instagram. If you are business to business like we are, well, our influencers spend more time on LinkedIn that we want to get access to. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on who the influencers are over your target market and where those influencers hang out, which then takes us to step two. Fantastic. And step two is. Step two is R for reach out. Now, before, let's pretend that Brian K. Wright is a influencer that I want to get in my cult, which he is. Yes. So I'm not just going to come out of the blue if we don't know each other and say, hey, Brian, will you promote my next launch? Because he doesn't know who I am. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask a stranger to get married on the first date. So I am going to start dripping on Brian. I'm going to start commenting on his social media. Um, I am going to start... Uh, posting on his pages. I am going to start engaging in his world and his community. Also that he starts recognizing my name in his newsfeed. He starts wondering who this nice Seth Green guy is, who's always saying nice, positive things about him. 
so that when I send him a direct message or an email, if I can find his email address, he actually knows who it is and responds to me, which, mm -hmm. which would take us to step three. Yes, and step three is? Step three is engage. So what am I gonna do to get the Brian K. Rights of the world to say yes to me? I'm not mm -hmm. gonna ask him to buy anything yet. I'm not gonna ask him to promote anything yet. I am gonna ask him to be on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, you're all now podcasters. I am gonna have Brian interviewed on my show. I am gonna give him everything he needs to tell the world about it. I'm gonna give him social media posts. I'm gonna give him graphics. I'm gonna give him video clips and audio clips. I'm gonna give him hashtags and links and descriptions. So all Brian has to do is hit copy, paste, post, copy, paste, send, and he can tell his world about that he was on my show. He's gonna brag about himself and he's gonna take me along for the ride which will take me into step four. And that is? Step four, I need to activate the relationship because right now Brian's bragged about himself. I want him to brag about me directly. Yes. So um, I'm also, I'm gonna take the 10 to 12 best interviews I do. I'm gonna turn them into a physical bookstore book. And then Brian's gonna promote the book launch because again, he is, a, he is in the book and he's promoting himself, taking me along for the ride. And then when I wanna activate that relationship, I'm gonna send Brian some physical gifts. I'm gonna send him swag. I'm gonna send him um, some things with his art on it that have his picture on them so that he thinks of me every single time he looks at them and I'm gonna give him things he's gonna use every day so he will always be thinking about me. I'm even gonna send him, uh, we got a 32 step direct mail sequence that Brian's gonna go through that is gonna get build up all kinds of goodwill to the point where the Bryans of the world will literally say, Seth, I can't believe you're doing all this. I absolutely love all this stuff that you're sending me. I feel like you're my new best friend. What can I do for you? Absolutely. And that is exactly that. I built up so much goodwill and reciprocity. Brian psychologically can't take it anymore. He want, he has to reciprocate it, it. He literally can't help himself. He will ask what he can do for me, which is step five, which yep. is M for monetize. Yes, absolutely. And and before you go there, I'm going to say I have been through your marketing sequence and I see everything you're doing and it's fantastic. I do get direct mail from Seth, everyone. So he does practice what he preaches. So tell <laughs> us about monetization. Thank you. Well, um, it's going to depend on how I want to generate leads. So all of you are going to have different businesses. You might do different things. For example, I might want Brian to drive to host a webinar with me for his tribe where I teach them this process and make them an offer. So you might wanna drive people to a webinar. You might wanna have them watch a video. You might want them to um, go follow you on social media. You might want them to go view, you know, register on your website. So it just depends on how you generate leads, but there's three steps to monetize any lead that you generate from any source, whether it's this or any other. The first step is you gotta capture their contact information mm -hmm. because if, you are pets.com and you spend $10 million on Super Bowl commercials and you drive everyone to a website and people don't buy, well, you go out of business and get bought out by amazon.com. Right. So you gotta have an irresistible offer on your website that will capture their contact information and get them to qualify themselves. So number one, I gotta capture their contact info. Number two, I have to connect with them. I have to deliver what I promised, that irresistible offer. And then I need to, as Brian just mentioned, I need to drip on them because people aren't ready to buy just because you have something to sell. It's not your job, it's not their job to remember you. It is your job to make it impossible to forget you. And you do that by connecting with them in an automated multimedia way. The more ways I have to reach you, the more valuable you are as a lead to me. So I'm gonna send you emails, I'm gonna send you text messages, I'm gonna send you voice messages, I'm gonna send you direct mail, dripping on you, adding value until 
I have built up so much of it that you can't possibly resist anymore. And you go to step three, which is a conversion event, which is going to be different depending on your business. It might be a consultation. It might be somebody coming into your store. It might be somebody punching in your credit card on their website where they have now bought and become a customer. So if you do D-R-E-A-M, dream, if you do that 50 weeks, once a week, 50 weeks in a row, I guarantee you, you will explode your business. That's absolutely amazing. So that was a really quick overview. Let's <laughs> let's jump back and let me ask a few questions about some of these things. Well, define, defining your to- to- target market, that seems pretty self-explanatory, but I know that when, I mean, I, you asked me this, who's your target market? Nope, too broad. Nope, too broad. Niche it down, niche it down. That's pretty common though, right? Yeah, I'd say about 86% of the time, you know, when I speak at an event or do a webinar, and ask a business owner or an entrepreneur who their target market is, they don't define it tightly enough. So for example, um, I'll give you, one of our most famous examples is we had a dentist at a local market and he said, I can help anybody with teeth. And I said, you don't have the advertising budget to reach anybody with teeth and you don't necessarily want them all with clients and they can't necessarily all afford you. So we did a deep dive through his patient base and we found his ideal client was a affluent suburban woman who had gotten divorced in the last six months, was starting to date again, was terrified of competing against younger women, wanted to do something to improve her appearance, but didn't want plastic surgery. So we remade his entire, remodeled his office. We changed all of his marketing. He became the divorce smile makeover dentist. That's all he does right now. He does one smile makeover per day, works four days a week instead of the seven he was working before, works fewer hours, has less overhead because he needs less staff because he doesn't do root canals and all the other stuff. He only does divorce smile makeovers for $25,000 cash. He makes four times as much money as he did before we started. And he now has a waiting list. It's like three months long. That's amazing because when you niche down and you specialize, you can just about name your price. Isn't that right? That is absolutely true. And it's funny because there are other dentists all over that town screaming, I'm a cosmetic dentist. I do smile makeovers, but they're just marketing it as regular. Get your smile done. They are not providing the divorce smile makeover experience we created for him, including it's not just a smile makeover. There is also um, a salon that does your hair, a makeup artist that does your makeup, a photo shoot with your new teeth and new hair. There's a stylist who brings you new Mm -hmm. outfits and takes you shopping. There's an entire all day experience that Mm -hmm. you are required to bring a friend with you who's probably already getting divorced. And we've literally had women call in and go, can I get the package? I'm not divorced, but I'll leave my husband if you let me in. That's amazing. So you talked about finding out who serves your ideal client. So let's just take this dentist as an example. How do you spider web that out and figure out who is serving this dentist? Sure. So the obvious examples for a dentist who wants divorce, women getting divorced would be like divorce attorneys and financial advisors. But the funny thing is one of the ones that we found that was the most profitable and the most productive was hairstylists. Oh. Because if you think about it, Who's the first person? So the woman might tell her best friend that her husband didn't come home again. He's cheating. She's mad. She's th- she's thinking about leaving him. The person before, right after the best friend, before she even starts looking for a lawyer that she tells is her hairstylist. Mm-hmm. So by yeah. being able to market to all the hair salons in the in, in his town and drip on deliver lunch every single month, show up, 
give free, you know, teeth whitening to all of the stylists anytime they want it, providing all kinds of value. He gets more, he is locked up almost every salon in his city. They all send him their patients and he is absolutely crushing it in terms of no other dentist who's even thinking about doing, you know, who does cosmetic dentistry has thought this through and even tried to market to hair salons. That is so, so brilliant. I love that. Let's, we got about three minutes to our, our final break. Let's talk about reaching out a little bit. You talk about dripping on someone. That means leaving uh, a positive comment on several different social media platforms uh, once a week, right? We're, we're doing it three times a week. We're also writing reviews. We're also doing some other stuff that they can read about, obviously, in my ebook. Um, the whole process is laid out in a lot more detail there. But if you, the whole point is I'm going to start showing up in your world all the time so that when I do, when I do directly reach out to you, you will absolutely know who I am and say yes. I, I love that. That's really great. And while I'm thinking about it, where can we find the cult report? Because you spell all of this out in great detail. Yes. So we got a special offer for your listeners. You could go get it on Amazon, but because you came through Brian, you can get it at 50% off. It'll be the best $7 you invest in your marketing. It's guaranteed. You don't like it. I'll give you your seven bucks back. Just go to growyourowncult.com forward slash E dash book, growyourowncult.com forward slash E dash book. You'll see it's 50% off the Amazon price there. You can go grab it for $7 and download it immediately. And like I said, it's hundred percent guaranteed. That is absolutely fantastic. My goodness. And it's, it's a brilliant methodology. And after reading it, if you feel like I don't know how to implement this by myself, I'm sure Seth and his team would be very, very happy to talk to you about how to work with him and even maybe done for you. So I'm excited about this. We've got about a minute left. Let me just ask you real quick, because I've because I've received direct mail from you. Is that still really effective, especially like in now 2023? It is more effective than it used to be ever before because fewer people are doing direct mail yeah. So because they think everything's supposed to be online. So the good news is it is working even better because there is less competition in your mailbox. That's absolutely true. In fact, when I go out to get the mail, I hope it's something other than a bill. I'm sadly <laughs> disappointed most of the time. But that's another topic for another day. We are with Seth Green. We're talking about all things marketing. We're talking about the cult report and how you build a set of 50 or more influencers who will promote you and what you do every single week for an entire year. We'll come right back and we will explore more about marketing with Seth Green when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. 
years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Seth Green. We're talking about the cult report, which is his manifesto on how to generate 50 or more influencers to promote you and what you do once a week for an entire year. And it's brilliant. Please get that. And we'll have at the end of the show, we'll have Seth tell us once again how you can order that. We did talk about your five-step dream method. We talk about whether or not direct mail is still effective. One thing I love about what you teach is you teach people to use bulky email. Don't just send a letter, but send something else in it because it promotes curiosity, right? Absolutely. Bulky mail, three-dimensional mail um, will dramatically improve your results. Because if you think about it, if you're like me, you start your mail over a recycling bin or a garbage can. And you flip through and you immediately toss, you want to toss as much stuff as you can to get to the stuff that you actually care about or that you actually need. Making it lumpy mail makes it, it can't be stuffed in with everything else that immediately goes to the top of the pile and it gets your attention and it overcomes the first hurdle in direct mail, which is getting it open. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. When we talked about the five steps, one of the things that you talked about was inviting your dream client onto your podcast. For those listening who do not have a podcast, talk about why you like it so much and how lucrative of an experience that has been for you. So a podcast to me is the best networking tool ever. Mm -hmm. It is the best way in the door is allowed us to get a point to get meetings with impossible to reach, you know, celebrity decision makers, whether it's Fortune 500 CEOs or people who are literally famous because I mean, we've had people who have hundreds of millions of views on their on their social media we were able to get to because we had a podcast to interview them on. It's not perceived as salesy in any way, shape, or form. You're letting someone else talk about their favorite radio station, WIIFM, what's in it for me. Yep. You let them talk for 20, 30 minutes all about themselves. They will instantly think you're a great conversationalist. They will know you. They will like you. They will trust you, even though you didn't do most of the talking because right. you wound them up and let them talk about their favorite topic, them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when we talk about monetizing a podcast, a lot of people who are playing checkers, so to speak, will try and get sponsors and advertisers. That is the slow snail way of doing it. The 3D Mr. Spock chest method is to turn those guests into clients somehow. Am I right? It is. I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm even going to go one step further and say it isn't just about turning them into clients. I'm going to say you can do that. I have done that. It certainly works. 
but it works even better if you turn them into a, an affiliate for your brand yes. or a referral source so that instead of getting one client at a time, they could bring you potentially hundreds of them. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. I love that. And if they decide they want to work with you themselves, then all the better. I love Extra that very bonus. much. Yeah. So a lot of people might think, but how can I get these amazing people on my show? Why would they do it? And how hard is it to get a hold of some of these people? It's a lot easier than you think. Um, you'd be surprised what you can get with a simple email. Why would they do your show? Because they're looking for exposure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I had Fortune 500 CEOs on my show when I had, when I, in my first week, when I had nine listeners and most of them were related to me or worked for me. So it doesn't matter if you're just starting out. Now, are people more savvy these days? Might they start asking questions about your downloads um, mm -hmm. to see if it's worth their time? Sure, there are people like that, but the majority of people are just thrilled just to be asked and will happily jump on because, again, it's exposure at whatever level you have to offer at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your best ways to build an email list for those who are still emailing? And yes, there are still some people out there that do email. In fact, you just referenced influencer marketing where everyone's promoting the same offer for the same week. Yes. So email works better than ever too, because again, fewer people are doing it because they all thought social media was going to replace it. So ways to grow an email list. Well, first of all, you got to know who you, again, you got to go back and say, well, who do I want to get on my email list? And then I'll, I'll say it again, who else has them on their email list already? How do I build a relationship with that person to get them to email their people for me? Because rather than could you run online ads and offer a lead magnet and get people to get on your list, 100%, of course you can and you should. And if you want to put that on steroids, let's find someone else who's already done the work, spent the money, built that tribe and get them to tell their tribe all about me and I've got no advertising cost whatsoever. Yep. Who do I want on my list and who else's list are they already on? Once again, the idea of going where the fish are already swimming, don't try and build a new pond and trying to track them because it, it's just so slow and it doesn't work. So let's talk. And you talked earlier in the show about the danger of having only one very large client because that ended up being a disastrous effect for you. But I think a lot of people get enamored with finding a big whale of a client and they land that client. And it's so much money and so much work that they forget to keep marketing. There's a real danger in that. Absolutely. And I think we would have fallen prey to that had that client actually signed with us because he was going to become like, at the time, he would have been like 50, 60% of our business. And then we would have been like, we wouldn't have done any marketing. And if it hadn't worked out, we would have A, been out of been kicked out of the office building or ha started having to pay more rent than we were used to. And we wouldn't have done any marketing to make up for it. So I think it was, it worked in, in hindsight, it was a blessing. We recruited some amazing people that came and worked for us that were going to work on his account that then we had to find something else for them to do. Um, and we learned the lesson that maybe we shouldn't have one client that's that responsible because if you lose them, you're screwed. So mm -hmm. I think we learned that lesson and have worked to build a much more larger, diverse base of clients so that, you know, it used to be if one client canceled on me, uh, on us, I'd freak out, go, how am I gonna make payroll this month? How am I gonna pay my mortgage? I don't have enough money now. Mm -hmm. um, now, thankfully, we've got enough clients that one or two having something go wrong because nobody's perfect doesn't, you know, ruin the month. 
right? And I remember I wrote an article about this in my magazine. I had a call with my coach and I had a goal that I wanted to meet. And I was only four days away from the month and I was $3,000 short of my goal. And I had a coaching call with him and his suggestion was make an offer. Oh my gosh, how brilliant is that? Just make an offer. <laughs> You'll be surprised what happens when you make an offer to the right people at the right time to the right network. It's awesome. As we are starting to wind down, we've got maybe three or four minutes left. I want to ask you, because you get so much done during the course of a day, your calendar is super full. What are your best productivity tips? I only work when I work. So my wife gives me a hard time and she's like, you should socialize with people. You should talk to people. You should go out of your office and and, and, and management by walking around. And while she might be right from a human resources or relationship perspective, like I am at work to be productive. Um, mm -hmm. I only do... I, like if you sat next to me, you would say, wow, um, he got a lot done because that's all he did. Mm -hmm. um, like I have, unlike some places that have an open door policy, I've got a closed door policy. My team knows unless the building's on fire, if my door is closed, don't interrupt. Um, schedule a meeting and I'm happy to talk or shoot me an email and I'll talk about whatever it is, but we've got to schedule it. It isn't the spontaneous, can I pop in for a minute? Because that turns right. into half an hour and then you're wondering where your time went. Right. So I am militant when it comes to managing my time and in terms of getting things done, which is probably why I get so much done. That's absolutely right. What has surprised you the most about your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, I didn't know how I didn't know how hard it was going to be, and I also didn't know how wonderful it was going to be. Mm, that's a that's a beautiful answer. It really is because there's there is joy in the journey. If you can find that joy in the journey, you'll end up being so much happier. What advice to entrepreneurs do you have right now who might be struggling? Um. Well, I'll give you one of my favorite quotes, which is from the book, The $4 Sandwich by Dr. Corey Melnikoff, who's been, who's my brother-in-law and it was an, is an amazing client and has an incredible success story um, that we've been a small part of, that the quote is, who you are being affects how well what you are doing is working. So our business doesn't take a geometric leap in revenue because I learned some whiz-bang new marketing idea. It takes a geometric leap because I worked on myself as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a leader, as an entrepreneur. I grew as a person and my, then my business grew to match the new container that I had become. That's absolutely fantastic. What do you think is the most influential book that you've ever read? Um, there's a long list. So yes. Think and Grow Rich, Atlas Shrugged. Um, Influenced by Cialdini, Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes, every book by Dan Kennedy, every book by Russell Brunson, every book by Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? Um, I would have started my business sooner, hired sooner, built systems sooner, invested more money in growth as opposed to trying to do it all myself to save the money. Fantastic. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Ah, started a business. Um, I'm a second degree black belt. Um, wow. Scariest thing. I, I don't know. I've never jumped out of a plane or anything, but. Hmm. Uh, I've, done, I've done that twice and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, fantastic. I had one person say one time getting married was the scariest thing. And no, I, I couldn't. I, no, 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 no. I would never say that. Um, my, my wife is incredible. Yeah. Uh, we are a match made in heaven. I never had a second worth of doubt about her. And, and I know you haven't, but uh, I just thought it was interesting that someone actually dared to say that out loud. It was mind blowing. If you could, what, what are your big plans moving forward? What's next for you? Um, helping, 
um, we've grown an incredible team here. Um, we're going to keep disrupting the market. And um, my 16-year-old son has coded some amazing software bots for us that are going to blow up the world of email marketing. So I'm super excited about that. Fantastic. And the question I ask everyone toward the end, who inspires and motivates you? Um, my wife, my kids, um, Tony, Dan, Russell, Amanda, Jay Abraham, Chet Holmes, Rich Sheffrin, and of course, Brian K. Wright. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. So as we start to wind down, tell us again how we can find the cult report because it's brilliant. You should all get it. It's seven bucks. Come on. Growyourowncult.com forward slash E dash book. It's 50% off the Amazon price. So only seven bucks, 100% money back guarantee. Best seven bucks you'll ever spend unless you're giving seven bucks to Brian. There you go. And what are your final thoughts as we close out? We've got about a minute to go. Do it yesterday. Yeah, do it yesterday. It's like planting a tree yesterday instead of waiting until tomorrow because you'll be just that much further along. And I'll tell you, after you read the cult report, you're gonna be so enlightened. And if you decide that it's such a brilliant thing, but you're still not sure how to implement it, Seth and his team would be very glad to have a discussion with you about how he and his team can help make that happen. Am I right? Yes, 100%. Absolutely, 100%. Seth, thank you so much for being here. It was an honor and a privilege to have you back once again. I cannot wait to do this again one day soon, and we will. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can learn along the way. Until next week, take care, everyone. Have a great week. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Good night. Can't wait to talk to you again next week when we have another brilliant guest on the show. See you next time. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. 